We are all doing the best we can with the knowledge and the tools that we have. That's the truth of it. We're all doing the best we can with what we've got. And yeah, I kind of ran our money off the cliff for a moment there. And yet I really was doing the best I could with the knowledge that I had. And then suddenly I was open to receiving more knowledge. I was open to learning really how to close that gap between knowing and having. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Allison Chavis, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win instead of playing it not to lose so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com slash go and get started. Hello, Prosperity Seekers, and welcome to another episode of the Prosperity Approach Podcast. Super, super excited to be with you today to talk about a topic that I know was very, very important to me as I was figuring out like how to get out of my own way, how to lay down the struggle, how to really get a hold of the whole manifesting thing and start living life on my terms rather than, you know, begging life to throw me a bone every once in a while. Today, we're going to talk about closing the gap between knowing and having. And as I've been doing this for so many years, I have talked to thousands of people who felt much like I did, that frustration that you have. You know, we listen to podcasts, we go to seminars, we read books on personal development, we read books on business development, we read all of these books about growth and self-help and all of that. And we get to the point where we're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Why isn't it working for me? And I realized I was there too for so long. And there's a, a big difference between knowing and having. And that's why I was so frustrated. Like I knew it. The things that I was being taught wasn't new to me. I knew it, but I didn't have it. And I wanted to have it so desperately. And now I have it. So let's talk about how to close that gap between knowing and having. Now, I want you to stick with me to the end because at the end, I'm going to share with you a link that you can go to and get a free prosperity guide, which is going to give you more than 50 different exercises and techniques and things that you can do to continue to lay down the struggle and close that gap between knowing and having. Because here's the thing, knowing it doesn't do you any good unless you have it. So let's have it, shall we? When we were in that financial free fall, and we were in that free fall for a couple of years, it was, it was not a pleasant experience. It was necessary for me, but uh, certainly not a pleasant experience. I was doing everything that I could, everything I could think of, other things I couldn't even think of. Like it got to the point where I was just like tossing spaghetti noodles against the wall, hoping that something would stick, anything would stick. Please let this work. And I kept hearing this whole thing about like, let go, just let go. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, like how? 
Like, like how, how do I let go? If I let go, everything just completely falls apart. It, never fear. Like it's falling apart anyway, but if I let go, it will really fall apart. I had such a hard time with the how, and that's what I have found. So many people have shared with me is they get tangled up just like I did in the how we continually get tangled up in how, how to do it. If somebody would just tell me, let go. Okay. What does that mean? What does that look like in my life? Just tell me how to do it. And I will gladly do it. If I need to stand on my head and blow bubbles and sing a song at the same time, like I'll do whatever I need to do to end this. Just how do I do it? And I couldn't figure out the how. So when, when everything got you know, financial Armageddon. <laughs> I lovingly refer to uh, 2018 as our financial Armageddon. You know, and if you'll just picture like the landscape is like sepia toned and there's like puffs of sulfur coming out of the ground and my hair's huge and I'm dressed in rags and I'm like, why, why? Like that was, that was our financial Armageddon in August of 2018. But I got to a point where like nothing that I was doing was working and really the only thing I could do at that point was just let go and let what was going to happen happen and just let things take their natural course. Because the experience that I had had for years struggling my way to success is that I knew it, but I didn't have it. So I was working really, really hard to have it. And I was all kinds of victimy. I'm trying the best I can. Why isn't it working? So like those were the thoughts that were going on in my mind. I would present that to my husband every time I would, you know, feel like complaining about my business. Every time I prayed, it was like, Lord, I'm trying. Why don't you fix it? Like, I mean, there's all kinds of victimy, but I was, I was really doing everything that I could. Everything that I was trying didn't work. And so I just started working harder because of course, that's what we're taught to do. If it's not working, then just do more of what's not working, right? Or just try another strategy, try this, try that. It was just more of hard work. And I just got so burned out from all of that hard work, which is why, I mean, really our bankruptcy ended up being the greatest blessing for us. Not that I recommend you do that as a matter of course. I certainly, you know, tried to avoid that for as long as I possibly could, but it got to the point where we just were not going to get ahead and we needed to cut our losses and move on. And so when I kind of got to that point where it was just like, you know what, let's just let everything fall and see where we land. And then we can pick up the pieces and move from there. There was a very profound shift that happened. And one of the things that I did at the time that I didn't even really consciously know what I was doing is I really did let go. And then I shifted my focus. I shifted my focus from being successful to just feeling better. Like even happy was beyond my grasp at that time. I just wanted to feel better. And I wanted to feel better in three minute stretches. Like it was, it, it, it wasn't even, Hey, can I feel good all day long? It was, can I stop the screaming voices in my head for three minutes at a time so I can feel a little bit better. And so I can regroup. It got really, really simple. My agenda became one thing to feel better or even to just feel good. And I started where I was and then I just kind of moved from there. But I remember literally it was three minutes at a time. I was listening to a particular song. One of my favorite songs is Over the Rainbow by Israel. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but if you do a search for is, I-Z, 
on YouTube and do Over the Rainbow. He has just a beautiful, beautiful arrangement of Over the Rainbow and he plays the ukulele and just has the voice of an angel. And I was listening to that song and I found my soul being very soothed by that. Like in that three or four minutes of that song that was playing, I was feeling good. I was feeling better. And so life got really, really simple. It was no longer about the result. It was about how I wanted to feel from one moment to the next. And I ended up going into the being part of life rather than the doing part of life. And, and what I have learned and what I teach now is not the doing so much as the becoming and the being part. Because whoever you are being in the moment, your actions are going to reflect who you're being in the moment. And I was just, I was so tired of the doing. We're taught to work harder and nose to the grindstone and push harder and like gird up your loins and just do this. And, and I was exhausted. I was exhausted by that. And it wasn't working for me. And so I actually very naturally just slipped into, all right, well, how do I want to feel? And how do I want to show up? And who do I want to be in this moment? Without even it really being a conscious thought, it was just, that was the letting go piece for me. And because I was focused more on how I was feeling and how I was being and how I was showing up in the moment, it actually led to inspired doing. And so who you are being and the becoming part of it absolutely influences whether you're in busy action or whether you're in inspired action. And I highly recommend inspired action over busy action every single day. So I am really big about reverse engineering everything. I don't want to have this unconscious success. A lot of people have unconscious success where manifesting is concerned, which means they did something and manifested what they want, but they can't reproduce it because they didn't actually know what they did. They were like, well, I just didn't worry about it. And I was happy. And then it came. And that's, that's like the key to it. But there's other moving parts to it. And I was like, well, I, I need to reverse engineer this and I need to get a step-by-step -step process because I love love those because then I can rinse and repeat. And so I reverse engineered what I did and I have five steps that I want to share with you what I did. Now, this was me getting to Hawaii. So this was the, the inner game that I played to get my family of six to Hawaii. And remember, there was no way, no way, no how that we were going to be able to do this. And I didn't care. This was just something to distract me so that I felt, I felt better about myself from moment to moment. So the first thing that you're going to do is get really clear on how it is you want to feel. It's also clear that you're very specific on the result that you want, but more important than that is how you want to feel. So I was clear on both of those things. I wanted to take my family of six to Hawaii for a week right before Christmas, and I wanted to feel good as I went. I had no interest in struggling my way to anything. We're taught to struggle our way to success and you can do that, but you don't have to. It's not necessary. You can hit very high levels of success, that next level, next level, next level with pleasure and joy and ease and flow. And is there discomfort involved? Yes. Is there stretching involved and growth involved? Absolutely. Yes. But it doesn't have to be this terrorizing, traumatic experience as you are up-leveling for whatever it is you want, whether it's a promotion, whether it's more money on a consistent basis, whether it's the relationships of your dreams, the health of your dreams, the level of spirituality you want with God or your higher power. Like it doesn't, you don't have to struggle your way to any of that. And I'm living proof of it. All right. So back to these five steps. Okay. Number one, get really clear on what it is you want to feel. If you're not sure what it is you want yet, you definitely know how you want to feel. 
So focus on that. Mine was just good. <laughs> I just, I just want to feel good. Your feeling might be peace. It might be support. It might be comfort. It might be contentment or satisfaction or joy, whatever, whatever it is that resonates with you, pick that and focus on that. Step number two, keep it simple. You've got to keep things really, really simple. And, and too often in our society, simple is discounted. It's looked down upon with disdain as if it's not sophisticated. But da Vinci said, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And I rather like that philosophy. And that's what I subscribe to. So make it really, really simple about how you want to feel. Step number three, lay down the struggle. Okay, this is where you're going to go, all right, Allison, how? How do I lay down the struggle? Allow me to share with you what I did to lay down the struggle. First and foremost, you got to stop fighting your circumstances. I had a mentor once who called it the what's so of the situation. Stop fighting the what's so. You don't need anybody's permission to stop fighting. I mean, think about it. If you're in a tug of war, the way that you stop the tug of war is by letting go of the rope. And then boom, the struggle ends, the tug ends. And so when I was just kind of like, all right, well, the circumstances are going to play out how they're going to play out. When I stopped fighting that, when I stopped being judgmental of myself, when I stopped feeling victimized by it, when I stopped blaming myself, when I stopped blaming others, because there were certainly other players in our financial demise, although I take 100% responsibility for creating it. I didn't, I didn't create the disaster by my own. There was betrayal that happened and people living out of integrity that happened. And there were all players to facilitate what was going on in my own mind about my fear of financial ruin. But I had to get out of that. And I had to get out of worry and anxiety. And I realized, you know what? I could be worried all day long. I can wake up in anxiety all night long. I can turn to comfort foods and eat unhealthy and still have no money in the bank. Or I can look around at what is working in my life. I can express gratitude for other ways that I'm wealthy that doesn't have anything to do with money. I can find things that help me to feel soothed and help me to feel supported and comforted and still not have any money in the bank. And I chose that route because I'd chosen the other route before where I was fighting it and denying it and so angry all the time. And it didn't change anything. It just made it worse. But here's the thing. When you stop fighting what is and you start looking around you and pulling those things to you that just soothe you, it's not going to be very long before you start having money in the bank. It's really cool the way that it works. So I didn't get into denial about where I was. I didn't throw away unopened bills. I didn't fight the creditors that were calling several times a week. I took their calls. I wasn't nasty. I wasn't blaming anybody. I was very straightforward and forthright and kind to them about what our situation was. And you know, it was really interesting because I didn't have one person on the other end of that line berate me or threaten me or judge me. As a matter of fact, probably 98% of them said, thank you so much for taking my call. And I'm sorry that things are so rough for you right now. There was just, there was so much compassion that was shown to me because that's what I was looking for was compassion and support. And then they said, you know, you're in the system and the computer will call you every 48 hours. And so just so you know, we're going to be calling again and seeing what's going on. And I said, that's great. 
I'll take your call and we'll have this same conversation and it will be okay. Like it was, it was just, you know, if you have to go through, if you have to go through a bankruptcy, that's the kind of bankruptcy to go through with people that are just compassionate and understanding and kind. So I wasn't in denial, but I stopped pumping all this negative emotion and fear and despair and judgment. I stopped pumping that into that reality. I just dealt with it with as little emotion as possible. And instead I turned my focus and I turned my attention to those things that made me feel good for three minutes at a time or six minutes at a time. So that's number three, lay down the struggle, stop fighting what is. Number four, do things throughout the day to connect with the feeling that you're after. It's one of the secrets that people don't share about how, I mean, we say you got to feel it. And I'm like, oh, okay, how do I, how do I feel it? You felt peace before you felt contentment before you felt better before. And so I just started looking at different ways that I could just feel good or feel settled throughout the day. And if I could do it, you know, once or twice or three times, so much the better. And it got to the point where it was just kind of a game I played. I remember I, I did this with that song over the rainbow a number of times. I would listen to that song while I was at work. And when the song ended, I remember thinking, wow, that was a really good use of my time. That was a really wonderful way to spend the last three minutes can I spend six minutes here? Let's listen to it again. And so I would do that. So I was trying to like massage that feeling and stretch that feeling out just for a few minutes at a time. It wasn't eight hours a day. It wasn't even an hour a day. It started where I was uh, in my journey, which was a few minutes at a time. So do different things throughout the day to connect with that feeling. Number five, and most importantly, give yourself compassion. Be gentle with yourself. Lay down the judgment. I talk to my clients and tell them all the time, we need massive awareness with zero judgment because we can't course correct what we're not aware of. So we're going to be in awareness, but we're not going to get into any judgment because here's what I know after having spent the last 20 plus years working with people, we are all doing the best we can with the knowledge and the tools that we have. That's the truth of it. We're all doing the best we can with what we've got. And yeah, you know, I kind of ran our money off the cliff for a moment there. And yet I really was doing the best I could with the knowledge that I had. And then suddenly I was open to receiving more knowledge. I was open to learning really how to close that gap between knowing and having. And then things start turning around. So lay down the judgment, lay down guilt, blame, shame, berating yourself or others. Like I, I tell my clients, ain't no one got time for those emotions anymore. You're up to big things. And we don't have time to spend in this littleness of despair and depression and doubt and disbelief and guilt and shame and all of that. Like we don't, that's not necessary and that's not going to lend to our growth. So be gentle with yourself shower yourself with understanding and kindness and compassion and let go of that judgment. So I am all about linking theory and making theory practical. So allow me to, to share with you how I use this to get to Hawaii. This was really the inner game that I played to take my family to Hawaii. And as I was just very intentional, very deliberate about what I did, my definition of success changed. 
success to me used to be a dollar amount. It used to be how many clients I had. It was all around the numbers and success shifted into how I was feeling. And could I lengthen the amount of time that I spent in that feeling or in that emotion? That's what I started measuring my success by. It wasn't even comparing myself to the success of the past. I was not comparing myself to anybody else's success. It was how long did I feel good today? How long was I able to stay in that emotion or hit that emotion throughout the day? I gamified it and I made it really, really simple. And I celebrated the small successes throughout the day, the small victories throughout the day. Although I was very determined to take my family to Hawaii, getting my family to Hawaii wasn't actually the point. The point was how I was feeling. The point was feeling better because, because remember, I knew how to struggle my way to success and I was no longer interested in struggling for any sort of result that I was after. The trip to Hawaii was a really great distraction. <laughs> it was really fun to think about. I would look at pictures of Hawaii. I would listen to the ocean. I would picture my son, who was 21 at the time, come up behind me as we were watching the sunset and wrap his arms around my waist and just lean down and kiss me on the cheek and say, thanks for taking me to Hawaii, mom. This is awesome. Like I, I would picture that and that was really fun. And, and it served as a wonderful, positive thing to focus on. And again, it's because if we didn't make it, nothing bad would happen to us. There wouldn't be any dire consequences if we didn't get to Hawaii. A little bit of a disappointment, maybe stretch out the timeline, go in the spring, you know, like whatever. But going to Hawaii was no longer the point. The point was how much joy can I feel? in any given moment? How much support can I feel in any given moment? How willing am I to step into contentment? Feeling better became the point. And then when that happens, you start to naturally change your inner talk. The screaming started to die down. Me fighting that voice. You know how you fight the voice in your mind sometimes? The doubt, when the doubt comes up and then you start having an argument with it because you're trying to win it. And then it just gets louder and louder and louder. Like it was no longer who was going to scream louder. That part of me that says, I'm unstoppable. I'm enough. I can create whatever reality I want. Or like, is that going to scream louder than the, you're worthless and nothing ever works for you and you're a screw up. Like it, it wasn't a fight. It wasn't a fight anymore because my inner talk just changed. And I let it be so simple and so silly about what I found delight in throughout the day. And it became this game, like the dumber I could get it, the better it was. And I would just, I would just celebrate even those things that I didn't love. I'm a crossing guard and I live right outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, and I don't like the cold. So well, I'm not a crossing guard now. I was a crossing guard. And most of the time in school, it's winter here. And I don't like being cold. But on those really cold days to keep myself feeling peaceful and feeling grateful, I would just tell myself, wow, my hands are warm inside my jacket and it's really cold outside. I feel alive. <gasps> That cold air in my lungs means I'm alive and, and I'm so grateful to be alive and everything is so crisp and so beautiful. So I would play just really simple, dumb games like that. 
And it naturally began to change my inner talk. I began to take better care of myself and better care of my soul and my spirit. And in a way, I just slowed it down. Instead of this breakneck speed, it was just, all right, let's take a breath and let's walk for a moment instead of always sprinting. And that is what began the shift. That's what began the physical shift. You know, I had a, a business associate once who, who used to tease about, you know, hey, my life's falling apart, but I'm feeling really good. So that's enough. And yet that's where it starts. You don't have to be in desperation for this to work for you. It works just as well when you're in the process of next level. When you're just wanting to level up and level up and level up. In fact, it works much faster because you're in a different frame of mind and you're in a different vibrational state for it to come to you even faster, meaning your circumstances to shift even faster. So you can be at rock bottom where I was, or you can be at the summit of your mountain, seeing the next summit of the next mountain you want, and it will work just as well and just as powerfully when you let it be simple. So just to recap those steps really quickly, step number one, get really clear on how you want to feel. Step number two, keep it simple. Number three, lay down the struggle. Stop fighting what is. Number four, do things throughout the day to connect with the feeling you want to experience. And number five, shower yourself with compassion. I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that this was valuable for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And I want to give you a really powerful, simple exercise that's going to help anchor this in today. So pull out a piece of paper or pull out the notes app on your phone and just write down the emotion that you want to feel most of the time, whatever that is, whatever comes to mind, and then just make the decision that you're going to feel that emotion one time today. That's it. Super, super simple. Now, if you're wanting other ideas that are easy to implement, that you can weave in throughout your day, go get my prosperity guide. It's going to help you dissolve fear. It's going to help you dissolve money blocks. It's going to help you lay down that struggle and get you walking that prosperity path that you want all day, every day. So grab that free prosperity guide at prosperityapproach.com forward slash go. And we'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. 